Hit Podcast. Welcome to season two of the Big Man Beard Podcast. Welcome to season two, episode one of the Big Man Beard Podcast. We're back. It's very good to be back. Very exciting. New year, new, new start. Yeah, well, we're still in lockdown anyway. We are indeed. Boo. Or yay. It depends how you feel about it. <laughs> A mixture of feelings. So first of all, I'll start with, when do you think we'll come out of lockdown? I don't know. I'm, I'm stopped preempting these um, things. Because, I don't know, before it was very difficult, wasn't it? Um, we were sort of given dates and you'd have hopes and then plans for future and they'd be dashed. But now it's sort of, you know, what what will be will be. You just sort of take each week as it comes, don't you? Whether we come out of lockdown but we go, or everyone goes into tier four. The kids might go back to school though, which would be good. Um, and then in stages, release things. I mean... Ugh. It's difficult, obviously, I want to get dressed up and go out and see friends and be with people. But then I don't want to come out of lockdown too early and then be pushed back into it and then have to start all over again. just seems pointless. Yeah, yeah. We, we could do without a uh, fifth or sixth lockdown. Yeah. But um, has it changed the way that you'll behave? And I don't mean, like, naughtily or... or, or but I mean, from a point of view where we're so used now to doing everything within your own little circle and in, in your house and that, are you going to go mental and want to go mental and see things, go on pub crawls, travel to places, do all the things that we wouldn't have probably done anyway, but because you can't do now. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely I feel I have taken a lot of life for granted and the whole kind of, it's the end of the world seize the day, carpe diem, all that kind of thing, you know, this is it, this is our chance, one shot, and actually, yeah, I have been thinking, all all the silly things that I, I just don't do on a daily basis, I want to do, I want to go and have cocktails up the shard, <laughs> and I want to go and have dinner at the Ivy, and really ridiculous little wish things like, oh yeah, I'll do that one day, well, what am I waiting for? Obviously, you know, I've probably need to win the lottery to do all the things that I want to do but I want to make fixed plans and stick to them and go and do these things and not just wait around for, for them to happen so I, think, I, I want to be more productive in going and doing things and getting out more definitely so you'll you'll not take those things that we don't necessarily do for granted because we can do it any time absolutely but we won't do them yeah 100% but, Back to in the house, naturally, you'd be looking after Jacob doing the uh, homeschooling. Mm. And I saw on the uh, news this week that a high proportion or percentage of people are at their wits' ends or crying on a day to day basis just down to the pressure of trying to manage the children in that home environment and balance school and balance cooking and all the other life admin that we have to do. My question is, who does these surveys? So I can <laughs> genuinely believe and genuinely understand and comprehend and have empathy for that it's difficult. You're on a team's meeting, your kids are running around, 
they're bored, they want to see their friends, concentration uh, spans are really low, but who's filling out surveys? Who's at their wits end filling out surveys? <laughs> Many people, obviously. Well, that's, what, that's the only thing that, I don't know if it's a gripe of mine or, or back to kind of reacting to small things, but it proper pisses me off. You see it like 66% of people are crying on a day-to-day -day basis because like, who's doing the survey? Out of 10 who's... people that we spoke to. Because <laughs> when I'm in a grump or in a mood, the last thing I want to do is fill in a survey. Oh yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse. So, so boring. Don't get me wrong. Unless I win a voucher to CK Maxx or something like that. I'm quite happy to fill out those. So. <laughs> <laughs> For all, all gift vouchers to TK Maxx, welcome. <laughs> so how have you found, uh, found managing the monk? Um, Jacob is very highly strung and strong-willed and strong-minded. So managing him on a daily basis is uh, always lovely and fun. Um, but it's been okay. He's, he, do you, do you know what? He gets on with it and we get on with it and you set the expectation of this is what we have to do and we do it. We're very lucky. The school that he goes to have been exceptional. I really have to say, um, the provisions and the support they've put in place. We have been extremely lucky. I know a lot of other Children that go to different schools aren't so lucky. Jake has a laptop. He has all these things. Um, so we don't have any excuses. And you need a routine and you need a structure. Well, we certainly do. Um, and, I, you know, it's been fun. Because, you, you know, this is completely different. And you can't battle it or fight against it. You have to accept it and go with it and get on with it. And once you get that into your mindset, have fun with it as well. No pressure. We're, we don't, don't put any, any pressure on each other. It just falls into place. So have you found doing the maths and all that? Because I've seen reading lots of parents' comments and TikToks where parents have not been able to comprehend what the, uh, the topic was. Well, Jake is in year three at school, so... His maths, <laughs> his maths has been okay and I am no mathematician by any shape or form. I always remember my teacher, Mrs Duncan, saying you cannot swan through life, Lucy's, without knowing your times table. Well, I'm here now and I can put my pants on and I still don't know my times table. The children put me to shame with that one. But the teachers are doing an amazing job and they talk the children through what they need to do and if Jake can understand it then I can understand it so no it's been okay it's been all right and I take it from there that the key is structure then the key is having a structure and is there a consequence so if he is a little shit is there a consequence that you apply or well the school have given a timetable uh his timetable for, for the week and every with his times on for his lessons so we follow that to the letter it's you know the work is explained, we do the work, and then pretty much he has the afternoons to himself. So the afternoons can be quite boring. And I need to get on and do my jobs like other people would need to get on and do their work and their jobs. So that can be a little bit testy the afternoon. But I think in general, it's all been fine and Jake's been great. Oh, what's a positive story? Though? It is a positive. We have had, our family, I feel, 
have had a positive outcome. There has been days where I've completely checked out and Jake's completely checked out. And have we put 100% into the work and to the house and things that need to be got done? Absolutely not, no. And have I been sad and teary and grumpy and moany? Absolutely yes. All of these things. But then it's just about waking up the next day and just pulling myself out of it. Sometimes it takes a bit longer, um, but by lunchtime, I'm usually fine. Once I've got a bit of mascara and my eyebrows on, I'm all right. But what's the trigger to that, then? And is, is the secret building up a resilience over time? So, you know, my favourite phase at the moment is to respond, not react. Mm. And is it is it learning not to react to the small things? Or? I've just... I've just um, yeah. Choosing your battles. I mean, it's hard because I find myself reacting to the small things a lot more like you do because you're all in the house together you're finding you know you have to go into separate rooms to have your own everyone needs their own little bit of time it's not being selfish it's not being um unkind you just everyone needs their own space to do their own things that they enjoy things jake loves to do like wrestling and getting me in his office chair and folding it up on me he enjoys that beyond belief i couldn't think of anything worse but i know that five minutes of that <laughs> is what will make him happy. Thus, five minutes of me escaping to watch Married at First Sight Australia. He knows that I really like that and he'll let me get on with that. You, you know, it's give and take. Um, you have to give each other time and space and accept. A little bit more acceptance, I think, is is needed for everyone. Okay. And, and you know, you know I, I've had the days where I felt miserable because... I'm just being feeling sorry for myself. I couldn't tell you the reasons why. It's probably because I can't go and have cocktails up the shard. I just, you know, I'm just feeling low and feeling sorry for myself. I'm having a bad hair day and that will just trigger everything. So superficial, so self-obsessed. But then th there we are. No, but I think it's almost like you're filling up a glass. So I think, obviously, we're married, uh, yeah. living with you. It was always the small things that triggered the big things you you're like the rock in the family that can cope with someone could come home and they've lost everything or they've lost their jobs or the kids have gone and done something incredibly horrible you can cope with that yet if the mascara is in the wrong location or you hear oh my god right, lose my shit yeah but, but <laughs> that's that kind of reaction and i think everyone's glasses are now full they're already pissed off because they can't go out, they can't see people. They feel like they've had something taken away from them. Mm. So the small things now, so every little drip into the glass overflows. And it's that reactive. And I think once we kind of, if we can take a step back from it, take the emotion out if you can, and respond and go, actually, that's just X. So this week, I mm. lost my shit because the sink tap broke. Yeah. The drain. And thing. the world ended. And once you calmed down and looked at it, it needed a screw. Yeah. And a bit of sealant, and it's fixed, and the world's a better place. But at that time, the world's greatest things ha happened to me. It's horrible. I can't cope. Yet, it's learning not to react to that. Take a step back and go, wow. <laughs> I'm reacting over a, a broken screw. And yeah. actually look around me, family's healthy, there's food on the table, uh, bills are paid, the world's not in a bad place. I've got a screw that I need to go and buy from B&Q. Do you ever take a step back and say, what would Lucy do? 
in this situation? Uh, well, I did, and then I lost my shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, see. I'm always very calm when things like that break. Oh. No, no, no. Back to the comment. You are. You were very good. You're very good around have me. That, have that in your head. What What would Lucy do? Oh, like you like the new do. Chuck Norris. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, why not? I fight a snake with my bare hands. Oh, I don't know. Those Slight type of We went to Reykjavik um, a few years ago uh, out in Iceland. And there's a Chuck Norris bar. And the one quote that so I saw... So Why is there a Chuck Norris bar in Iceland? What's that all about? Well, there was a big Lebowski bar as yeah, well. Yeah, that was fabulous. And there was more Irish bars than I've ever seen in Ireland. There is a lot of Irish people in Iceland, yeah. But the, uh, the, the quote that got me was, um, I played uh, Connect Four with Chuck Norris and he won in three. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> moving swiftly on, do you feel the world's more emotional now and are more emotionally charged? Or, you know, you listen to the news and you listen to things, mm. and the reaction and the, the type of things that it's, it's reporting on, it's... It's hard, I, I'm going to twist that and ask you to answer that question, I think, because I've always lived in my own little Lucy bubble, haven't I? I just, I'm always in my own little world and I, I do concentrate on that foremost uh before before anything else and so to be honest what's going on in the world around me 90% of the time bar corona or lockdowns or anything like that I'm kind of oblivious to <laughs> because I'm just focusing on my friends my family my immediate sort of area um but for you 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 know your work takes you to lots of different places and you speak to lots of different people constantly from all different areas and different countries. So I would probably point that question more to you. I think it's a, it's a real mixed bag. There are those that are at the end of the tether and mm. the smallest of things, they're either making bad decisions or emotional decisions and it takes a long time to calm them down, talk them through what they've done because their initial that uh, fight or flight, you point out something that potentially was a bad decision, and it's no, 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 I did do it right reasons. No, it's him. No, it's them. No, it's them. And you have to kind of really try and get connect with them to see that actually it's you. You've just reacted really, really poorly to a reasonable situation. On the flip side, there's those people who have just emotionally checked out. Yeah. So. You, you're spending, as a, as a manager or director, you're spending a lot of your time trying to G these people up and put that motivation back because they've just had enough. and oh. So it depends on the type of person that you're in. But what I do see, certainly from my work and, and, and meeting people and even going to the shops, people are looking for a reason to explode and looking mm. for a reason to blame. And I think I, I posted on social media the other day, I smiled at someone going to the shop and I got a look of disgust, almost like, what have you got to be happy about? I, you know, and you can almost, and again, I may be making this up, but you can almost see in their mind saying, I can't see my grandparents, I haven't seen my kids, I haven't seen mm. this, I haven't done this. And there's this fat lad going down the street, skipping and, uh, and uh, smiling. And smiling. 
But then on the flip side of that, that's that's true. We you, you don't know what's going on, literally behind the mask, <laughs> um, or in someone else's world. Something terrible might have really happened to that person. Yeah, yeah, and they may have all the reason to be upset with the world, but I think it, it takes a certain kind of character to look at themselves first. Yes. You naturally assume you're doing the right things. So anything when it goes wrong, you're looking outwards rather than inwards. Absolutely, yeah. And I watched a couple of uh, Potter doing the research and, and, and content building for Big Man Beard. I was looking at uh, various uh, articles and there was this lady, she's talking about happiness and what makes people happy and, uh, and applying it to COVID, etc. And she was saying... Happiness is just a byproduct. Those who search for it will never find it. And then what you need to be, uh, the conversation progresses, not to bore everyone, but it starts talking about if you're grateful for what you've got, you're more likely to get the byproduct of happiness. Yes. So if you wake up and you're grateful that the government's giving you a furlough payment or you're in that particular industry that hasn't had a downturn of work or... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're more likely to be happy. The bit I struggled with was what happens if you're not? What happens when you wake up and if you're in a scenario where you haven't got a job, the bills aren't being paid, it must be quite hard to be grateful and to see the positive. So yeah. if happiness is a byproduct of being grateful and having empathy and being content or they talked about equilibrium and balance of life but if it's a byproduct of that and your life isn't in equilibrium and isn't in balance and you're struggling to see a lot around you that you can be grateful for then you can't be happy that may be really sad because there'd be people out there genuinely in that position and what message do yeah, you give? Genuinely going through the mail. Yeah. yeah. And what do you message do you give? So like our brand, the whole purpose is trying to create a brand so powerful it can change someone's emotion and take them from a dark place to a comforting place. But when they are in this environment, lockdown, no job, no this, what words do you say or what comfort can you give someone that will change their emotion? And that's quite tricky. It is very hard. No, I haven't got the answer for it, but I'm looking for one. Yeah. To try and work out how you take that person. And whether that's a work scenario, your pal, it's back to the kind of, it's kind of a bit of a cliche, this be kind. But it's still true. It is true, yeah. And you hate to jump on these bandwagons with all the, but it is, it's so simple. Be kind in every aspect of your life. And be respectful and just think about how you would like to be treated yourself and spoken to and things put upon you before you put them upon somebody else. Absolutely. It just takes no effort at all. Absolutely. To be kind. So who have you been kind to today then? Um, I was nice and chatty to the lady in the one stop when I was dropping off my parcel because she remembered how to spell the first sort of three, four uh, letters of our surname, which made me laugh. <laughs> got, got an interesting one. I always do a little rhyme. H-A-D-J-O-U-D-J. -D -D she said she remembered all the DJs. 
that, that's what, that's what, and I was like, <laughs> so we had a little bit of banter. I don't think that's really being kind. Um, I held the door open. Do you set yourself, have you set yourself any goals during lockdown? Um, um, to be nicer to my skin. Oh, I treat my mean? skin appallingly and don't take my makeup off before I go to bed. Oh, I, you know, I don't drink enough water. I don't so, moisturise properly. So how's that goal going? It's going really well, actually. Do you, what do you think? I'm supposed to say, wow. Yeah, well, I'm not very good at you. you look no, you're not. I had eye bags on my eye bags and incredibly dark circles. I've got very problematic skin. It's like a daily struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Again, completely self-absorbed. It's all about me. But you know, this this little thing I've been focusing on—just a little bit of self self-love for me to get my skin looking well, a little bit more fresh and less forty and more thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's important to spend time on yourself and to spend time. And we've got the time. I would never have the time in the morning to be like I'm at a spa every morning with an hour putting stuff on my face who has that kind of time but i do today or i do during the lockdown so i'm just yeah taking advantage of it superb well every friday we're going to release an episode and next week we've got the wonderful and amazing james adam from the 33 percent marketing agency that'd be great very interested so, to find out all about james is it you can see who books the guests. <laughs> no, I know. I was just, you know, what is it? Positive reinforcement. No, that's completely not the right <laughs> terminology for myself. Okay. Well, a short episode this week and we love you all. We're glad to be back. We've got some amazing guests lined up and I hope you come along with this journey with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Please check us out next week for some more top tips <laughs> and if you are struggling you do want to signpost to where you can find help go to bigmanbeard.com click on our community page we've got some great charities and initiatives on there who are all there waiting to be contacted for those who need absolutely love you all peace out yeah, 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 yeah.